Puddles in the morning, puddles in the evening, puddles in the afternoon. Well, I'm a puddle boy and she's a puddle girl. The Puddles podcast is starting real soon. Welcome to Puddles with Andrew Collin. Um, I'm sorry about the hiatus. I actually called it hyenas. Um, I used to think it was hyenas. I told uh, the, not a principal, but he was like the vice principal of my high school. I went back for the reunion and he's like, you look like you've been lifting, Andrew. And I go, no, I've actually been taking a hyenas. I told Mr. Roy that, and he uh, looked at me weird, and I was with my older brother, and he's like, we, we walk, like Mr. Roy walked away, he goes, dude, what was that? I go, what? He goes, you just told Mr. Roy you have a, a tall ass. And, uh, and I was like, why, what? And he's like, it's hiatus, you dumb fuck. And uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm, I was never good at vocabulary, but, uh, yeah, sorry I've taken a hyenas. Um, I just kind of need to figure out exactly what I want from this podcast. But my lovely girlfriend is visiting me again, and you guys seem to like the last episode we did. And uh, I begged her to be on it because she just did her skincare routine, and she's saying that the light is making her shiny. Um and uh, I told her to dab it with a towel, and she goes, "No, it's more important to have the skincare product that she could put reapply." Um, but yeah. do you, how do you feel about your skincare, Brenna? Well, it's really expensive, so I I don't want to redo it. But um, I look real. It's better to look wet than dry, like dry though, than to look super wrinkly. You look shiny, like you. You're just tanner than me, so I feel like you can't see it as much, but I put skincare on you and you look you you're glowing. You constantly give me we've I think we talked about this last time, how you, you like to give me facials because you wanna try to make me not look my age. To preserve you. Are you gonna freeze me when I die, like Walt Disney? I'm yeah, just keep you for myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If no one was around and I died with a heart on. <laughs> would you get one more bang in or no? I would. No, I'm too terrified of dead bodies. I'm try. I can't even joke about that. So that's a maybe. Uh, I would well, bang, you. bang you. Oh, I'd bang you good. Yeah. I'd have to lube you up though. <laughs> yeah. I'd take it off your face, off your. I'd take the. <laughs> Yeah, she put like she put serum on. I go, I, I go. How much is? Shiny. Oh my god, I can't. Like a shiny cat, a hairless shiny cat. It kind of looks like like when the kid like either you get bad acne as a kid or you get insanely greasy. And oh, I run dry in the winter time. I used to get like dry patches, and I. It's eighty five degrees out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so that's why you're wet? I Yeah, I just like try to stay as moisturized as possible because I'm terrified of getting like those really bad, like irrit irritating oh. dry patches. I used to get red all around my nose. Yeah. Like, and I, and I put makeup. <laughs> 
She said used to, by the way. We only have one microphone. So Should I get a little closer? Yeah, just get closer. Oh. Yeah, that's better. Honestly. Um, I used to put makeup on in high school. You did? Concealer. You did? Who? <laughs> Wait, I have so many questions. It was like wet concealer. So it was so obvious. No one called it out, though. I think they all just felt bad for me. But did you... Okay, first of all, so you had really bad... Did you have bad acne in No, I just had bad redness, whatever. It's like dermatite, oh. dermatitis or something. Dermat when, when your skin is really dry and you put concealer on top of it, it makes it look worse. It looks crumbly. And Okay, so did you buy the concealer? Did you go out and get a color match? I'm gonna conceal that. You have to no, no. I think I took it. I took it from my mom. And do you guys have the same skin tone? Similar. Yeah, we got, we kind of look. We have the same kind of color. I think. Uh, but I, yeah, I just remember putting so much on, so much of the wet one, and I think that definitely made my skin worse. No, to blend it. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how to blend. How would I blended it? What do you do? You just dab, 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 dab. Oh, yeah, I dab, dab, dab. Um, yeah, then I think at PE when I started sweating, everyone's like, oh, God, this guy looks like he's just freaking ate out of mud pie. Well, I've seen, I've seen pictures of you like when you're younger, and I thought you were a little cutie, little handsome. That was like when I started puberty. That was like mm -hmm. probably 14 to 16, my skin was not great. And then around 17, 18, yeah, your boy got gorgeous. And now it's all falling apart again. But not now because I'm putting serum. You put a serum on my face, which uh, when you hear the word serum, you think like this is like some kind of like thing they found in the Amazon, like different products. And it costs like $80,000 to fix your face. And then I go, how much does it cost? <laughs> like $5. Actually, wait, I got to grab it. Because She'll show you what kind it is. Um I literally thought it was literally going to be not no bullshit like three fifty a bottle, no. and she like made a big deal because she she sent me it to my address because we're we're uh, she's in Chicago right now. Okay, show the people what okay. it is. So first of all, I explained this to you that I Andrew has some skin concerns that I like just. There were a few, and I didn't know which ones to address first. And I just know, like, not in a bad way, but yeah. there's something for everything. And you're just now getting introduced to skincare. And I knew I couldn't do like too many steps because it would be too much for you. So I just got you the ordinary. Um, Is that like the axe, like the three in one old spice of serums for like yes. for men starters? Yes, exactly. It's called the buffet. So it just does everything. <laughs> Your boy loves a buffet, I'll tell you that. Yeah, you get a little steak, a little lobster, a couple <laughs> shrimp, put one piece of salad on, put one piece of lettuce. Yeah. But we're just going to see how this goes and then I'll maybe I'll maybe buy you something a little bit more pricey, but I can tell like you've been doing it um a little for bit. A, no, but like you've been doing it for what? Like you've had it for like a week now and mm -hmm. I've seen haven't seen you in like 3 weeks and I can tell a difference in your skin. It is funny too, because like, you know, I have my beard now, so we just do it around, like underneath my beard, there's probably like, yeah. there's probably like weird animals growing in there, but. I, I feel like actually the skin underneath your beard is probably good because it's like protected from a lot of stuff and you just wash it with soap, but I don't know what to do with the beard, so I just don't really do anything. My yeah. focus is like this. 
main area. Right yeah, here. yeah. This part right here mm -hmm. is going to look... When I shave my beard, this part is going to look 14 years old. <laughs> and then I'll shave my beard and it'll be a 75-year-old man. And it'll look really weird. It will be like a pedophile on my own face. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be pretty cool. Um, we, you're in Chicago in now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in St. Louis. We're doing long distance. How is the long distance for you? Um, <clears throat> well, it's easy. It's not easy that Whoa. I... Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! No, it's not easy that I don't get to see you. But, like, um, I just feel like we're super... We're solid, so it doesn't feel like there's a lot of ups and downs. It's just like this is just is what it is right now, and it's not going to be like this forever. True. Yeah. True. That's a word we say a lot. We yeah. say true and chicken, which is chicken in a cone, which is a restaurant by us. Which and we, so we've never actually even eaten there. No, <laughs> we've just seen it once and thought it was hilarious. Chicken, chicken in a cone, chicken. I don't think I actually do want to eat there though. Like, I think it would be one of those nights where we were just like, don't touch me. I, I Oh, you mean if we crushed that food? Yeah, my face would look like how it does now. Well, we ate there for lunch today. We went to this place called Mom's Deli, mm -hmm. and we got the mom special, which is like turkey, mm -hmm. roast beef, Munster cheese, thousand. Whenever it's Thousand oh, Island dressing. You know it's going to be good. Oh, 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 yum. We say yum a lot too. Yeah, it's very sad with that I do these voices. We we leave little voice notes to each other. We'll go, hey little baby schnookums, like it. You have a good day, my little crab cake baby schnookums. No, and it's funny because I'll be like walking downtown Chicago, like out for lunch and um, that's when I will listen to the voice notes he sends me and then I'll be just walking around all these people in my phone like, hi. Cutie little chicken, little snookums, little love bug. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then she didn't know. So she didn't know that I could see that she was keeping my little messages <laughs> for her to play later. And while she's listening to, um, who do you always listen to? What's that girl? Dua Lupa. Dua Lipa. Yeah, you fucked it up. I know I did. No, I didn't know that. The person gets notified when you save their voice notes until I sent one to my sister and she kept it and it like pops up, I think, like a notification. <laughs> so I was like kind of embarrassed. So then I took a hyenas from Yeah, you from, took a hyenas yeah, for sure. From saving them for a while and then I was like, fuck it. It's they're cute. I had to have them. Uh I I uh yeah, it's funny when like the toughest guys, the guys that work on like an oil rig that like, you know, they they brush their teeth with with, you know, pig shit. They're so tough and they got their truck nuts. And then they'll, I guarantee they're leaving little voice notes yeah. like, hey, little baby snookum, baby, nom, nom, kissy, 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 hugs and kisses. I just want to get in your nook. <laughs> and then his friend calls. He's like, hey, oh, I was just busy plucking my own nut hairs. <laughs> yeah, it's our big sign. This is our studio slash bed. Um, we do a lot of things. We do a lot of things in this bed, honestly. Yeah, we do. Like taxes. I'm the type of person like I've always I've lived alone in like many apartments 
because I used to think it was like a the fact that I had roommates kind of thing, but like I've lived alone and just have never been the type of person to sit in my living room. I will will always sit in my bed, watch TV in my bed. My living room is purely for display. I always, what happens is I'll sit on the couch and I'll slowly turn into a homeless, you know, like the difference between a homeless person and a regular person is just like 30 degrees of laying down, (laughs) which is interesting. And then so I'll be on the couch and I'll be sitting up watching TV. Then I'll start to lay down. I go, well, if I'm going to fucking lay down, I might as well have four pillows and a bed. Like, what am I doing? But then your roommate will go, well, you don't want to watch TV with me. And it's like, no, I just. Or they think you're depressed and you're just like, I'm not depressed. Maybe a little. A little bit, but not. that's not why I'm sitting in bed. Hanging out here will make me depressed. Yes. I'll tell you that. Um, Being around people makes me depressed. Yeah, it happens. I mean, I think what happens is like, I don't know. Yeah. Certain people really pick me up. It's yeah. just, uh, yeah. Who are the people, like, if you, like, someone that you, in your life that you can 100% guarantee you'll be picked up in a good mood when you're on that? Hmm. Some of, like, the people that have probably, like, made fun of me the most are also the same people that I would love to be around to pick me up. Like, uh, my buddy, like, Glenn, it's just there, the, we, there's never, doesn't, or my buddy Rusty, or my buddy Seth, uh, I don't know, I, the list goes on, but, uh, you, there, you just don't feel judgment, you don't feel like, they're being competitive. It's just like, it's so easygoing that you don't even have time to really feel depressed. But the flip side to that, if I did really feel depressed, they would listen. So it's like an interesting thing. It's like, I just want to, like just being around people that aren't like critical or judgmental is really the people that pick me up the most. Um, But those same guys would also maybe leave me at a bar six hours away from my house and be like, figure it out, bitch. Ah, you know? So, so that happened. Uh, we used to play this game called You Got Left. And um, if you go to a bar with like four friends, we would, like three of us would leave and then just call the fourth friend and say, you got left, motherfucker, and figure it out. And we left this one guy, Sandy, at, at a strip club in Florida and he couldn't figure out how to get home. He was like two hours. And so he just became assistant manager of the strip club, I swear to God, and moved <laughs> in with lying. the owner, I swear to God. And then got like addicted to drugs and like it really ruined his life. But we got him good. Um, one time Rusty left me. So Rusty leaves me at a bar in Stewart, Florida. Rusty, what does Rusty look like? I'll show you. Okay. I, whatever you think, it's worse. <laughs> and he's Rusty the third. And uh, Rusty one time left me. At Imagine thinking the name Rusty is good enough to do it three times. <laughs> That's Florida, baby. Well, it's Russell, but still. Oh, okay. Or maybe it's just Rusty. Rusty the third. Yeah. <laughs> Rusty, the, Rusty the second. It's like it's royalty in Florida. <laughs> oh, hell, Rusty. <laughs> Rusty the fourth. They <laughs> just freaking ride a manatee into the bar. Like two of them and like, oh, here he, here he, Rusty the third. And everyone's like, oh, and they all throw Paps Blue Ribbon on him. <laughs> so so Rusty the third leaves me at a bar in Florida in Stewart. 
and we were drinking, maybe did one or two painkillers. We were pretty fucked up. And it was getting towards the end of the night, and uh, and I wasn't, I didn't want to drive. Obviously, next thing I know, I see my phone blowing up. I'm like, fuck! I was, I couldn't find him, and I just answered the phone, and it's Rusty just going, "You got left, bitch!" And I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" So I get left by Rusty. I'm in the bar, and I just, this is like before like Uber mm -hmm. and stuff. How far away? How far away from home were you? Probably a half an hour. Not bad. Like you could walk it. No, a half hour drive, maybe 45 yeah, minutes. No, like on the highway. Like, no, there's no walking this. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> who walks a half hour drive? You, what? I, wh <laughs> who are you? you? What are you? Like a freaking 100 mile runner? What the hell? That, that's <laughs> <Good> like <one. laughs> a. Got her. Oh, greasy cat. <laughs> He's playing. We'll play that at the end, maybe. So, so, so Rusty leaves me and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get home. So I'm just going around asking everyone at the bar. I go, Hey, can you give me, can you give me a ride home? Please, please. And they're like, where do you live? I was like, just like a half an hour in Port St. Lucie. Finally, this guy, random guy who I never met in my life was like, yeah, I'll drive you home. And I go, all right, thanks, man. And we go to walk towards this car and he goes, Hey, you mind driving? Cause I got a DUI last night. <laughs> So I'm, I'm going to need you to blow into this before you start the car, though. I'm like, are you a cop? <laughs> and he's like, no. He's like, so then I'm driving his old Oldsmobile, and it's like <laughs> 1995, like no power steering, maybe 85. Like, I'm just driving it like this, you know, and on the highway, I'm like, and he just goes, hey, man, you mind if I smoke some weed? I'm like, what is going on? I was like, yes, I'm okay, fine. So he's smoking weed. I'm driving his car. <laughs> And I make it home. I make it home. And uh, <laughs> so I'm like, see you later. He's like, you mind if I sleep over? You mind if I? <laughs> so he, he's still at my parents' house. No. Um, we could talk about that, too, if you want. To. Oh. <laughs> she farted in front of me eight times. After nine months. That's one for each month. That's good. That's pretty good. It was funny. I was playing uh, country music to cover up the sound, and then I, I ran out of songs. She farted so many times. Shut up. No. Anyhow, uh, she'll probably make me take this out, but I don't know how. Um, so anyways, so then, so Rusty leaves me, right? So Rusty gets a ride home with this guy named Benny King, who's like this huge, um, like, ex-football player who's been to jail before. He's a big, big black man who is the toughest guy we've ever met in our life. And he's driving a Rusty's car, apparently, on the highway going like 100 miles per hour. And Rusty apparently told him to floor it. So he's flooring it. Cops turn their lights on. He's driving so fast that he pulls over and Rusty's passed out in the driver in the passenger seat of a Honda Accord. This is the night they left you. Yes, the, that's what they fucking get. Karma, bitch. Yeah. So Rusty or Be or Benny King grabs Rusty and throws him into the driver's seat. You can see claw marks on the uh, center console. They throw. He goes and jumps into the, the passenger seat. So now Rusty is in the driver's seat 
being like, and the cop comes up and he's like, uh, license and registration. And Rusty's like, uh, I wasn't driving. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and the cop goes, what? Son. License and registration. And this is all, by the way, this is all, we we have the video of it. It's in black and white. It's the best thing ever. And then he goes, son, or whatever. He's like, sir, have you been drinking? And Rusty goes, um, officer, I had a couple uh, bars at the beer. <laughs> it's on tape. I had a couple bars at the beer. And he goes, cop goes, all right, I'm going to need you to step out of the vehicle. And Rusty goes, I wasn't driving. <laughs> And uh, so Benny King did that because he had a warrant out for his arrest. Oh, my God. So Benny King ended up going to jail anyways. Rusty goes to jail, gets a DUI. I'm home. I drove home in the old Oldsmobile with the guy smoking weed. And uh, Rusty goes uh, goes to jail. And then for six months, I he was my business partner. I had to pick him up every morning. And every morning I'd pick him up and he'd open the door. i go, did I get left? <laughs> go how's that you got left how did that work out for you oh every day it was so great anyways i don't drink now i'm almost three years sober so Yay, congrats. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um you don't party too much you partied a little bit back in the day yeah i had my fair share i was an early early partier like i did it too young and then uh, what was your first time you ever got drunk got do you remember when I got to college, I actually stopped partying. When Once I, like, I got to college and I was just, like, over it. I went to one or two parties and then I, but then, yeah. Do you remember the first time you got drunk? <sighs> I think the first time I got drunk was with my parents. Oh, really? Yeah. Usually you hear, like, get, get drunk with your kids and then they're not yeah. going to feel as inclined to do it. Oh my God, no. It's <laughs> like so not the case. What was my, your drink of choice? Well, I just drank, I would drink wine with my mom, but I think the first time I got drunk, I, it was New Year's Eve. No, that's not the first time I got drunk. But it was, this was this New Year's Eve. And I think my dad, he drinks like, only whiskey and he had like R&R or something and I was puking out of my nose and mouth at the same time the next day. Have you had whiskey since? Um, like in in like cocktails. Yeah. I, I've never been able to like... Isn't it weird you get fucking sick off one alcohol? You're done. Like Goldschlager is that for me? Remember I drank that and I ended up oh my god. Oh, freshman year in college I ended up in a, someone else's dorm and I was standing in their laundry basket and apparently hitting my head against their window. And then I passed out on the floor of some random. Yeah, it's just, oh. So you did it more in college. Yeah, I didn't drink in high school. Yeah. I played sports and we had to like sign. I remember football. They made us like sign. You're not going to drink or get drunk. Well, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right, Coach Myers. I'm going to live by your code and we like took the code seriously and in a way it's kind of cool but they were completely like brainwashing us also you know it's like yeah i mean it was good but i i think like that's maybe why you became a crazy party monster after high school because i think 
He was living in New Orleans, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, well. No, I'm just saying that didn't help. But what what do you think? I don't know. I just feel like it's better to do it earlier than I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's like there's nothing worse than, you know, I'm 41 now. If I was still chasing a party, if I was like Thursday night, we're going to go to Lava. It's Friday night, we're going to go to McSnooks. Saturday night, we're going to McGooby's. Sunday morning, we're going to drive out to the lake and get fucking hammered on the yeah. on a on a lazy river. That's like... Um, oh, kill me. Yeah, I used to hang around a group of people like... When I first moved to St. Louis like four years ago. And they're like 27, 28 year old guys in this friend group with full time jobs. And they would just drink Friday night, Saturday night, brunch on Sunday. And you're just like, oh, it's gross. But like, how do you function as an adult if that's what you're doing? It seems like that's what a lot of people do in St. Louis, though. Well, a lot of people are like, you play hard, you work hard, play hard. And then you, you literally. I don't know. I feel like when you get fucked up and then you don't drink till, you know, you take off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday night you start drinking again or maybe Friday. You for, it's Our brains are incredible at forgetting. So, like, the next day you go, it goes like this. It goes, next day, next morning, I'm never drinking again. The next day goes, oh, man, that was a pretty fun one. But, man, I was pretty drunk. Then the next night, next day it's... uh. Man, I wonder what I'm going to do tomorrow night. <laughs> like, that's how quick it goes from never drinking again. Yeah. And look, if you could drink responsibly, like, I I love, I love fucking, like, a few beers, listening to some music on a boat. And who knows? Maybe I'll do that again one day. There's something to, like, sobriety where it's, like, you almost are, like, scared to not do it because everyone else knows you're sober. But if yeah. it was just me in a vacuum, yeah. I would probably have a couple Coronas and then have sex with your dead body. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I would love that. I just want you to be happy. Oh, <laughs> But, yeah, no, but, yeah, there's something to, like, once you stop drinking, everyone's like, no, you can't drink. And it's like, well, I didn't go to AA. Like, I'm not sure alcoholism's in my family, but I I didn't, like, have an in – I've had some – like bottoms but like that's not why i stopped this time yeah you know what i mean it was just from being tired and i was just over it it wasn't oh, yeah yeah but um i think like i've gone stretches of time like months where i haven't drank and you almost get addicted to like that distance of and i don't know i like i've just have always like felt more clear minded yeah. and like less anxious but i remember remember like when we first were getting to know each other and we were talking about it and you were like, you know, we were talking about brunch, I think. And it was yeah. like, oh, like bottomless mimosas. And you're like, yeah, but there's also something so great about waking up not hungover and going to Sunday brunch. And like, how great is that? I remember. I like, yeah, I remember in New York, I stopped drinking because I lived in New York for 10 years. And I just remember like stop drinking and like there'd be some Sundays where you just walk around the city and everything is quiet because people are hungover and they're yeah. sleeping in and you have like the whole city to yourself and there's like a calmness to it and there's like you could see the tree you're like oh there's a tree there <laughs> you know oh that's <laughs> that's interesting oh there's cool drawing on that wall I didn't even know that wall was you know you start seeing things again and uh, you know so how would you, how do you picture if you were going to drink again? Like, what's it going to be like? Is it going to be just like a casual, like, 
oh, a special occasion, or you're just like, damn, I kind of just want a beer right now. Um, if I'm like in the Bahamas, okay, like something about the Bahamas, maybe having like, like a couple clicks. Background. Yeah, yeah, we're listening to a little. The Bob Marley or like freaking some country music on a boat. And I'm just like, you know what? I'll just have two Coronas yeah. and uh, and then five shots <laughs> and then and then do a line and then uh, throw up on my own dick and, you know, just party and then leave you on the island. <laughs> no, I would literally. You got left. Yeah, like, you know, it'd be fun. I think is if like we were hanging out and we got like a cheese plate. Or something like that. You're gonna say cheeseburger. Or a cheeseburger. Cheeseburger and a beer. Mm. Or just red wine mm -hmm. and like just a couple glasses of red wine just to feel a little loosely goosey. Okay, so I read that book, um, Dale, not Dale, Alan Carr's How to Stop Drinking mm -hmm. because I've just like heard a lot about it. Nikki talks about it on your podcast. And she was like, don't read it if you're not ready to, like, stop drinking. And mm -hmm. I read it out of curiosity and, like, I, I don't know. How did you feel about the book? Like, what what, what, what hit you? And Well, if you weren't ready, then obviously you're going to read it. Uh, there's something to maybe reading it through, like, a, a, a skeptic mind. Mm -hmm. Well, I, you're right. But I, I think, like, I didn't read the book with the intention that, like, I wanted help to stop drinking. I just read it out of curiosity. I also like don't struggle with alcohol. So not that you have to struggle with alcohol to want to quit. That's not what I'm saying. But like I am not in a place right now where I'm like trying to assess my relationship with alcohol. And so I, I don't know. I mean, maybe a little bit. I don't know. But I know. But like what were there some things where you like, oh, wow, that actually makes sense. It just it's just that it didn't make me feel like I wanted to stop drinking. However, it did put like situations and when I choose to drink alcohol, it like puts it into perspective and it's like, oh, yeah, why am I choosing to drink alcohol in this scenario? I think that's what it is more. Oh, so yeah. many times I drink because of, you know, anxiety reasons. Yeah. And and the problem is, is like, uh, you know, whatever. It's like cliche, but like you would drink to feel loose and to feel talkative and personable. And then I would start drinking to feel numb and feel dumb, like to do dumb shit and have an excuse. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't do dumb shit when you're sober or you're just a fucking <laughs> idiot. You know, at least then you have an excuse. The other thing too is like when you get sober a little bit and you start feeling like unhealthy or if you start feeling like mentally fucked up and then you don't have, like usually you could just be like, oh, I'm hungover. Like you could point to something. <laughs> Yeah. Like tangible, at least a little bit or whatever. And so whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's complicated. Like, I don't, it, it's like, it's complicated for me, I think. Yeah, because, well, your parents probably still drink. And like, if you come from like, um, like my mom drank a lot, like mm -hmm. where it's just like second nature to just see someone drink. Like you don't even think anything. That's just part of life. And that's what it is. But. You know, all I know is if, you know, see me in the Bahamas having a click, get off my back. Uh, you're here. You came in for the weekend. You came to a show last night. First time you've ever seen me do stand up uh, in front of about 3000 people. Um, it was fun having you there. It's fun having someone to share it with. Yeah. 
And then after the show, like laying down in your lap and like kind of like it puts things in perspective. Like, okay, I still wanted to kill. And if I did poorly, I don't know how much it would have helped you being there. But it, but I, it went well. I don't know. How did you feel about the experience of like, did you get nervous for me or like, I don't know. Um, I, I wasn't nervous for you. I was, um, nervous. I was like concerned about your nervousness, if that makes sense. Like I was like, I hope he's feeling okay. And like, I don't know. Like I wasn't like, I didn't feel the feeling of nervousness in my stomach. Like, I, like I was about to get on the stage. You know how, like, that's how I feel nervous for someone like taking actually feeling that feeling but I just was like reading your face before you were getting on and like trying to look at your body language and I could see you kind of getting stressed out and I've never seen you I like care about anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I've seen you get a little skittish here and there mostly when I try to have any serious conversation with you but babe babe I always whenever she tries to talk serious I'm just like babe Babe. Oh, but it was really cool, and it was, like, just, it was just good. It was great. I, I really enjoyed it, and it was a cool experience. It's, like, cool to see see it from your perspective, I guess. Did, did it make you uh, wet and turned on? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, your golf swing turned me on a lot more today for some reason. <laughs> I was so into that. You were just fucking wailing them. I was like, okay. Well, because I play so much. And and then you actually met. I, so I have one friend in St. Louis uh, whose name's Jordan. Well, may, I got another buddy, Tony. But uh, my friend Jordan, who I met on the golf range, who if I'm not with Brenna, I'm probably with him hitting golf balls. And you're like, oh, you're going to go hang out with Jordan again, your other girlfriend? And he's like this 6'4 guy from Louisiana who hits the golf ball about 380 yards. But Jordan looks like a kind of guy that wears cowboy boots. He was wearing them last night. He was? Yeah. He was oh, wearing- my God. I didn't. <laughs> and it wasn't ironic. He's like, one of the, yeah, it's funny when someone can wear them unironically. And, but- and it's just like. Cowboy, like to me, when I'm a girl, I'm like, I'm wearing boots. I have to wear like a, be wearing like a sweater, like a layer on top. He was just wearing a yellow t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. I do know that he was wearing a yellow t-shirt and jeans. Might I might have been tucked in. Like just rocking a t-shirt and cowboy boots. When tucked in, maybe. There is something about like, I do draw the line a little bit with the cowboy hat. Like, <laughs> it's just a little much for me. It's just like. You know, Tom Zagura has a great bit about, like, are you riding your horse to the show? Like, are you walking out of a saloon? Like, (laughs) what are you doing wearing that in public? Like, I get it if you're on the ranch and you're trying to block out sun while you're, you know, making, like, I don't know, whatever, wheat, whatever you do out there. But if you're in the airport, what you have to take that hat off. You got to put it through the the belt like what are you doing like who are you fooling now some people are gonna go well that is the way I live man we wear cowboy but come on what are you doing but there are some people that I'll look at I go that guy it's just that's who he is yeah yeah like just makes sense I'm jealous of people like that that just can have they such have a strong identity yeah 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 they have just like such a strong look 
you probably went through a lot of different phases, like of like your look. Um, my most embarrassing is when I used to wear. Did I ever tell you? Tell me. I don't know if I told you about this. You used to dress emo. I remember. Yeah, I had at one point. I had purple streaks in my hair and glasses. And wait, non-prescription. <laughs> prescription and they were ugly they weren't like the cool like nerdy nerdy girl glasses like emo glasses and i said purple in my hair my nose was pierced i pierced it literally at band camp you pierced it yourself yeah in the bathroom with what i don't remember i pierced it with um some friend what were you going through a lot (laughs) a lot (laughs) and um what would you call this phase Ah, band camp. Wait, what instrument did you play? I was I sang. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, what kind of band camp? I'm seeing like a Christian Um, band camp. Blue Lake, shout out Blue Lake Fine Arts Camp in Northern Michigan. (laughs) Was it like very religious kind of camp? No, it was actually like the place. It was the place. Like if you went there, it was like, oh damn, they've got talent. Oh wow! So you had to like get in. I had audition. Oh yeah, yeah. So you were like this little singer with purple hair and glasses. Yeah. What what kind of music would you sing? Um, just like whatever they had us sing. I don't even remember, but I would sing like with my grandma at church on Sundays. I would lead lead the congregation in song. And so yeah. Um but I had I, the yeah. purple hair, the nose piercing, braces, glasses. I was at crudges at one point when this was all happening and I used to wear like the Fox brand shirts and like Osorios or those big those is. big skater shoes. Oh, God, yeah. oh it's so awful. It's like she's all that. Like I see you just one day, like one other like cool girl takes you in, she's like takes off your glasses and oh she's God. like, Wow. You're so beautiful under there. I mean, my style, like, that was just, like, a really random phase. It was one grade. Like, I just was, like, going through it. And then I feel like from then on, I just always kind of had, like, my sense of style that I have now. But now it's, like, I'm an adult, so it's, like, more refined and mature. Yeah, I think you have a great sense of style. It definitely helps that you work at, like, a place that usually sells pretty cool, like, well-put-together clothes. Mm -hmm. You're always somewhat put together mm-hmm. unless you're wearing my shirt, uh, my Tom Petty shirt or my sweater. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like giving you my clothes. Girls love wearing boyfriend's mm-hmm. clothes home. Uh, yeah. You wear, you feel small. You feel tiny in your little boyfriend. <laughs> you said you like how it smells. And I was like. Yeah, I do. <laughs> what? I like how I, I smelled your bra one time when you left it here. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it smelled hot. It was hot. I lo- yeah, you have a smell to you that's really nice. Oh, yeah. What's it smell like? Just clean. Mm. Yeah. What do I smell I'm like? A very clean person, though. Yeah. I'm like a little OCD. Oh, freak about it. Um, you smell. You have like a. <laughs> Actually, first of all, I had to have a talk with Andrew to make sure he cleaned his sheets before I came because I was dealing with dull acne up until I literally... She blamed me for her. Literally up until I moved to Chicago. And I'm like, it was Andrew's sheets. 
that's what it was. I would wake up every time I stayed here. I would wake up with a new zit. Well, you know what? Well, I I, I get kind it. Of get, okay. No, I I don't think you're critical about my sheets. I get it. I don't want to give you zits. That hurts all of us, including the viewers at home watching on YouTube. Yeah. We we think about you. And I wash my sheets. My room is clean. <laughs> I have my little hat section. Got my little shoe section. Oh my gosh, you're you were. I have a lamp that doesn't have uh, a a uh, thing on it because it looks very. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's very Edison. It's very like, oh, this guy must be making uh, experiments. No, that's the type of lamp, an Edison lamp. Oh, okay. <laughs> On that note, I thank you so much for listening. I'm back, baby. I think I'm just going to have Brenna on until she dumps me. And uh, that will be the podcast. And then when she finally dumps me, it'll probably be when, pretty cool. When do I start making some money off of this? All right. So thank you again for listening. If you want to follow Brenna, uh, don't, especially if you're a guy, I'll fucking kill you. And she also keeps her social media private. I don't tell her to. It was her decision. And uh, so then if you're going to follow her, just follow me and then look at her pictures on my page, but not that long. Uh, follow my LinkedIn. I will accept that. I'm always looking for job inquiries, inquiring about jobs. Inquiries, inquiring. <laughs> You're ready to be hired. All right. Love you guys. Again, I'm sorry I took a hiatus, but uh, I'm back better than ever. Thank you, Brenna, for joining me. We're going to go eat popcorn and watch uh, Britney Spears, a new documentary. Bye. Thank you. I'm just playing. That's great. Puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Puddles, 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 everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. You're standing in deep, you're getting real wet. You ain't that deep because you're kind of shallow. Shallow in the brain and shallow in your heart. You'll never get that deep inside the water, girl. You'll never get that deep. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles, everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. You know when you're standing in the puddle, you don't know where to go because you're so deep, you don't know what to do. I don't know what to say, I don't know how wet I am because I'm so wet, that's who I am. I'm so wet, wet, I'm so wet, I'm so wet, I'm so, so, so wet. Now come on in. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, 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 everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down and then everyone will come over here. Yes, I. Mm, not bad.